Hello everyone and welcome to The Grown Up Nerd, a podcast where everyday grown-ups talk about all things nerdy, including video games, movies, politics, and technology, or whatever nerds are talking about these days. Unfortunately, Brandon has left the gun to pursue bigger and better things, and will always remain with us in podcast spirit. So today, we are lucky to have Rosa and Meg as our honorary nerd guests for today's episode, Heroin Addicts. We discuss current news, our weekend nerdiness, and our all-time favorite heroines. Now, sit back and relax to the soothing sounds of grown-up nerds talking. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Grown-Up Nerd, your best damn nerd podcast on the internet, as I like to say. Today, I'm joined by my routine cohort, uh, Ty. Ty, how you doing? Doing good, Pete. Good to be here. <laughs> Glad to have you here. And so you may notice that uh, Brandon is no longer on our show. He has uh, graciously left us to do uh, bigger and better things. Um, well, and, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll just say bigger and better things. and um, Hopefully he'll come back yeah. to join us. Yeah, maybe it's just a temporary hiatus. Yeah, a temporary hiatus. So uh, with that being said, we are, I'm very honored to have two friends of mine. Um, I have Rosa on, on today. Rosa, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Pete? Wonderful. And I also have Meg, who has joined us today. Meg, how are you doing? I am freaking fantastic. How are you? <laughs> I am doing wonderful. I'm so excited to have uh, all of you on the show. This is going to be a fun episode. So we're going to go into a few new news topics. We'll play Take It or Leave It. After that, we'll kind of go into, I'll let uh, you two ladies kind of uh, explain or talk about what makes you a nerd. And then we'll transition on to our main topic at hand, is our favorite heroines, or for this episode's uh, term, I've called it Heroin Addicts is the name of this episode. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna we'll start off with uh, the news topic. Just take it or leave it. Do you all want to play? Yeah, let's do it. Sure. Okay. See what you got, Pete. Okay. So teens and teachers say Fortnite Mobile is destroying some schools. Uh, they're bogging down internet. Uh, they're distracting teens. Uh, Ty, take it or leave it. Um, well, I've I'll take it in that uh, probably pretty terrible thing that kids are playing video games during schools but uh i've actually never played fortnite so i i don't know how addictive that game is all right meg do you uh i'll take it uh i don't play it either but i have like like people that serve like like a mob that play it and it yeah i have to agree it's like bad to distract during school like it's it's bad enough for like trying to work towards a piece of paper to get a job but yeah, it's like Pokemon Go. It took up the internet and it's glitching. People are getting like car accidents and stuff, so it's probably not a good idea. Rosa, take it or leave it. I'll take it. I am on the same boat. I don't play it, but I do agree that if you're in school, you're in school. It's learning time. Save your game time for later. That's with the uh, notion that I am the first one that loves to play senseless phone games and time wasters, but... <laughs> Not during class, kids. Come on. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, okay. Yeah, I played a little bit. Um, I love it. It's a lot of fun. I haven't played it on my phone. Um, it's nice uh, pick up and play, get a little bit in, and then go on your merry way. So, um, but that being said... Yeah, I wonder how good the experience is on the phone, though. So, I've heard different... different uh, I've heard PUBG is doing it better than... Fortnite, but overall the control scheme is not where it should be or is on par with uh, obviously on consoles and PC. So, yeah. Um, moving on to the next news topic game developers push for a unionization amid insecure positions and excessive overtime. So, as we all know, um, game developers are pushed by deadlines and are highly stressed. Uh, I can't remember his name, but the uh, the director or creator of Uncharted uh, actually quit and came back, I believe, just because of the, the undue pressure. Uh, Rosa, take it or leave it. I think I'm going to leave this one. Fair enough. Meg, take it or leave it. Uh, I'll take a stab at it. I'll take it. Um, 
I think it, uh, I mean, like it would seem like such a dream job, right? Though, like, but you, you, think. you would think, yeah, yeah. You would think. I guess, I guess what I'd have to say is like, you got to be prepared to fight back when it comes to that. Like, who is it? Uh, oh God. Bethesda, I think, is it that like, doesn't reveal games that are coming up until like the last minute, like purposely yeah. for that reason to like avoid the public eye. Yeah. They did um, it with the last th- fallout game. It was kind of a surprise. Yeah, I think sometimes that might be like the best way to go. Like, you, the last thing you need is somebody heckling over your shoulder, trying to like make the next game and make something mm-hmm. that's new and exciting. So, definitely, Ty, take it or leave it. Uh, I'll take, I'll take a little bit of this. I suppose. <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, I don't know anyone in the game industry, but from what I've read, it does seem like a high turnover, high stressful type of work environment. So, um, yeah, obviously, yeah, I feel workers need some sort of protection over maybe some sort of job stability and games shouldn't be any different. Um, I just, yeah, I hopefully it just doesn't affect the quality of anything. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I, feel, I mean, <laughs> go ahead, Rosa. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say, I, I know very little on the topic except for a couple of folks that have left our company to go on to become game developers and both of them went on to quit their jobs within a year. Oh my God. So it must clearly be a very stressful environment, although I don't know that much about it at all. It does seem like a dream job though. I mean, who wouldn't want to sit there all day working on video games, yeah. right? It's starting to sound yeah. like hunger games. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> you, would, you would think, right? But um, I got, yeah. I'm with you, Rose. I don't really know. I just read a lot about uh, how volatile that uh, industry can be. Um, so if if it is as toxic and as uh, stress uh, high stress as they say it is, uh, I think they should have something. There's something to change that culture. But um, but yeah, hopefully it works out for them in the long run. Uh, but uh, okay, so moving on, um, Steven Spielberg doesn't think streaming movies deserve Oscar noms. He's saying that mm-hmm. just because streaming movies uh, release have a, a one week. Uh, box office release that they shouldn't be included in um, Oscar nominations. Uh, Ty, take it or leave it. Uh, I'll take it. Um, Netflix released a fantastic movie called Okja uh, hmm. about a genetic super pig. And oh my god! That's what? that's yeah. what? A great, <laughs> great drama. I highly recommend you guys see it. But it's a, one of the best movies I saw of 2017. So. I just think that this is kind of the future uh, format for releasing entertainment and content. So I think he's just not with it. But I do want to see Ready Player One. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we all are ready for that. Uh, Rose is giggling over there. I know she's super excited for that one. <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. So, Rosa, take it or leave it. I'll take it. I mean, I'll start with saying that I think Steven Spielberg is a god among directors. I mean, yeah. there, I don't think there's a movie he's made that I haven't enjoyed. And I am absolutely 100% drooling waiting for Ready Player One. That said, um, I have to disagree with his sentiment on the streaming movies. I mean, art is art. Just because you didn't play it on mm-hmm. a big screen doesn't mean it's not a good story or good movie so i mean if it's mm-hmm. something that's oscar worthy it's oscar worthy who cares what it is yeah nice yeah. Yeah, i like that point um some people were uh, comparing it to like uh on tv movies and should they be considered which they are not because they are not in um, the rule is they have to meet a yeah. certain amount of time in the box office so the i guess the argument was maybe the rule should be changed and that's kind of like how i was thinking maybe they should just change the rules to modernize it sort of yeah but, uh, yeah say so meg take it or leave it what do you think uh i'll take it rosa like hit the nail on the head for that's he's he's a great actor um or i'm sorry director but uh it almost sounds like jealousy i guess should, dare i say like step into that territory but like oh, this is unfiltered whatever you, know, you think yeah, it's just like any other franchise. It's new things are going to pop up when you have the internet, and the internet is this titan of a thing that you can put all sorts of stuff on. Why wouldn't you consider movies that are created on there and put on there worthy of an award like that? It's it's something people worked hard for. They spent weeks, months, maybe years on. Yeah, I think they should be candidates for awards too. I think those people deserve recognition. So interesting. 
Yeah, I I agree. I think they just should change the rule um, to make it fit so that streaming movies don't have to... Because I guess that's what Cannes is so big, or Con. They have uh, that one week where they are in a box office, per se, and that counts towards the Academy. Um, so yeah. maybe they should just need to look at the rule and, and change it up uh, to however they see fit to maybe modernize it. That's just how I took it when I read the article. Um, yeah. Right, but uh, moving on. Yeah. So I'm sure you all. I'm not sure how many of you are Facebook users, but Cambridge Analytica is <laughs> uh, basically been uh, whistleblown that they've been collecting data for years, and f- which also opened up more of a Pandora's box that Facebook in general has been very liberal with uh, people's um, data. Um, Meg, take it or leave it. I'll I'll take it. I just I don't know why, but like 1984, like Big Brother, and all that. So I kind of feel like that's like a you you signed up for it. I think that would be it's a good learning experience. Honestly, like even if it we consider it harmful, that this is what happens when we all pile onto mass media and like talk about our personal problems and like share our information. It's it was bound to happen. Like if you if you don't think that way, it's probably something you didn't even stop to consider you know what i mean so yeah Yeah, definitely uh rosa take it or leave it i'll take it and just to continue on next point i kind of agree facebook is a double-edged sword i mean you Mm -hmm. have it because you want to keep in touch with family friends whatever that are maybe out of town or you wouldn't otherwise get a chance to talk to every day and it's great to see your niece's birthday pictures or whatnot but every time you click on one of those uh, add-ons or whatever that says, hey, I want access to all your friends list and this and that. Well, where do you think all that data is going, right? I mean, so <laughs> you kind of have to right. say, well, no, Facebook, you can't see everything or, you know, use your discretion. And if you're okay with them looking at your crap, then you better understand that your crap's going to be looked at by somebody else. So yeah. I don't know. Hey, I've been saying it. I don't have Facebook. I kind of do now because since we started our podcast, I wanted to, you know, promote us a little bit. And I never used Facebook because I, I'm not one to say that I told you so, but I knew that big data and I was coming on the horizon with smartphones and everything. And I was very iffy about about fe- Facebook. I'm very, I guess, cynic, cynical when it comes to technology, but. Uh, I kind of saw this on the horizon and I'm kind of glad I don't have Facebook. But on side note, if you are an Apple user, uh, from what I have read, you were not affected by this. And I think, Rosa, you're an Apple yeah. user, aren't you? I am indeed. Yeah. So you're safe. You're good if you have Facebook. Awesome. <laughs> uh, us Android users are fucked for a letter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Me and Rosa are good. Yeah. There you go. Plus your iPhone. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing to hide. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so Ty, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Ty, take it or leave it. Got anything you want to add? To no, I'll I'll leave it. I think okay. you guys spoke. Um, I agree with everything you guys. All right, so we got a couple more here. Uh, Uber self-driving car kills pedestrian. Um, <gasps> so the yes. first ever automated vehicle death uh, happened this week. Um, so everything has stopped. There's been a lot of. Uh, a lot of uproar about the video that was released. It was very dark, and you when you first see the video, it's very dark, and it was it was hard to see. And this woman all of a sudden shows up in the middle of this road, and the car was going about forty miles an hour. Then mm-hmm. other other you uh, people posted videos of the same road with their video cameras or their cell phones, and it was very lit. It was very bright, and you could see the road. So there's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, Ty, take it or leave it. Uh, I'll take it in that. Um, yeah, it's a terrible thing that happened, but, um, after reviewing that video footage, I mean, this lady really does just come out of nowhere and I feel automated or not, um, it would have been difficult for anyone, even someone who's extremely attentive to the road to have avoided her. Um, and I mean, just as a pedestrian, you kind of have to take personal responsibility for not walking in front of cars. So I... I think that it's it's a terrible thing that happened, but I don't think it's going to slow down the overall movement towards automated driving. It, it certainly will slow it down a little bit, but maybe some changes in the regulations and how things are. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. And they're saying the tech experts are saying that the technology should have caught it. So obviously, I guess this will spurn 
probably an improvement to that technology, which I guess is a good thing. But yeah. I don't know. look both ways before crossing the street. People. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rosa, take it or leave it. I'll take it. So um, this was kind of water cooler talk at some point this week at work, and it's the only thing I'd heard about it so far. I haven't seen the video. I don't know much about it at all. But my thoughts as people were talking about this in the kitchen was exactly that. So this lady walked in front of the car. If I had been behind the wheel of my own car and I'm driving 45 miles an hour, somebody jumps in front of my car, I may have hit them too. I don't care how hard I slam on the brakes. If they're jumping in front of your car, they kind of have to take ownership for the fact that they're jumping in front of the car. Self-driving or not, could it really have been prevented? I don't know. I don't have enough information, but it kind of makes me think, you know, bless her heart. You know, I don't want to talk ill about somebody who got struck by a car, but she kind of looked for it, right? I don't know. I don't know if it was the car or the lady that was at fault here. Yeah. Meg, take it or leave it? I, uh, I'll i take it. I'll just, like, say a little bit. I didn't, like, Rosa, I didn't watch the video, but that's, yeah. If you think about it, like, if I was going 40 miles an hour in a car, to even hit the brakes, like, you're you slimmest chance to none that you would not hit this lady. And this lady lived long enough to have some kind of common sense and you know, across other streets before. So she just ran out or walked out knowing that there was a vehicle coming. I mean, automated or not with the vehicle, she, you got to take responsibility for your own life, you know? So. Yeah. It was an unfortunate accident. I mean, a lot of yeah, people. You've seen the footage, right, Pete? What's that? Yeah. I saw both. Seen- I've seen both videos, uh, the people's uploads of their own cell phone video and of uh, the video of the vehicle. So, um, it was it, it's interesting because there's a lot of things at play. the The babysitter driver that's in the car was on their phone at the time. Um, or, yeah, that's uh, gosh. So, that that was a battle. Yeah, that's for sure. So there's yeah. a lot of a lot of things at play. I yeah, it, from what I saw from the video, it's I, it looked like that uh, it would have been I would have been hard pressed myself to stop and avoid it. But given by the light of how bright that road looked, she was coming from the left side. So if Judging by the video that I've seen of the light levels from other users or other people that have shown, I makes you wonder is all I'm saying. If you watch both videos, you'll just uh, be left kind of guessing and wondering what really happened or why the video was so yeah. dark. So, hmm. um, fortunate yeah. accident. I'm really sad to hear that. Hopefully, this won't ever happen again, and they'll they'll work it out. So we'll we'll see. And the Do last the drivers keep their jobs for now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, my last and final topic is uh, Black Panther. So Black Panther, uh, I believe <laughs> last week, uh, tied Avatar's record. I'm pretty sure it's breaking it this week. Tied Avatar's oh, record wow. for five weeks. Uh-huh. Number one number one um, at the box office for five weeks running. Um, also, uh, in Black Panther news, it is uh, on to breaking the superhero total box office record of the original Avengers movie. Uh, Meg, take it or leave it. I'll take it. Uh, hell yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a comic book movie, of course. Yeah. I didn't, I'll be completely honest. I didn't know about Wakanda and T'Challa and his sister, who was a badass, um, until I picked up an Infinity comic like last year. And reading up on him and his sister and all that other stuff and his, his battle with the Atlanteans and all that, it, I could see the hype that was behind it just because of like the cultural thing, but breaking the box office records is a huge plus. That's I haven't seen the movie yet. I'm dying to see it. If I could just stop oh. taking exams and being in school right now, I would, I would go see it right now, but you know, <laughs> yes, I think it deserves it. Yeah. A good one. Yeah. Uh, Rosa, you got any, uh, take it or leave it. <laughs> well, I'm totally going to lose my nerd card for saying that I had never even heard of black Panther before I started to see the trailers. That said, I'm all for any comic book or superhero movie taking the box office lead. So hell yeah, like Meg said. (laughs) But I I keep meaning to get around to see this movie and same thing. And not because of school, but just because of work. I've been working weekends and I have not had a chance to see it. And I'm like, I need to go out there and see what the story's all about because the trailers look fantastic. The fact that every single person I know that has seen this movie has come back raving about it just makes me want to see it all that much more. 
but I can't comment on it because I have, <laughs> I have no idea what the story is even about yet. Um, I'm really excited to go see it. Well, here, how about this? Go see the movie and then listen to our podcast about it and then tell us what you think. No. Okay, um, there you go. <laughs> um, Ty, so I know you've spoilery. seen it. <laughs> yeah, don't don't listen to it now. It's definitely spoiler heavy. So. <laughs> oh, no, no. <laughs> I will um, see it first. Ty, uh, take it or leave it? Um, Sure. I mean, I'll just say a few things. Um. It's yeah, it's a it's a great film. Um, I, I don't know who's watching it. Probably four or five times. Um, I can't get to the theater that many times. But hey, I almost went to go see it a second time the, the second week because uh, the line was so long and uh, we were debating about seeing Annihilation or Black Panther. Hindsight, I wish I would have saw Black Panther a second time instead of seeing Annihilation. But. Yeah. <laughs> And that Anyways. was like week three or something, right? Or yeah, week... that was week two, I think, or week two or three. Two? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a great film, and it transitioning into our topic. It does have some fantastic uh, female. Yes, in definitely that, in as well. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a treat for whenever you two get to get to see it. Yes, can't wait. Excited. Yeah. All right. So that concludes uh, take it or leave it. Uh, we're going to move on to some introductory uh, segments here, since most of our listeners, the millions of listeners out there, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ooh, the pressure. <laughs> uh, have not don't know much about uh, Meg or Rosa. Rosa, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about um, why you're a nerd or uh, what you're into. <laughs> okay, my name is Rosa, as we know, and I love video games. I love Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, Star Trek, suck at sports, great at math. <laughs> possible nerd flag you can imagine. I've actually read Lord of the Rings six times as light reading in the summer. I just Ooh. love picking up the book wow. and reading it every single summer again. <laughs> so that's become kind of a tradition for me. Um, it's an overall nerd in every sense of the word. So, I mean, I, I could go on and on, but it's pretty much every stereotype you could so, imagine. There's a funny story. We we started playing because we both know Chad. I work with Chad and you're friends with Chad. And we were playing. I found out that he played Destiny 2. And then every Wednesday night, we played Destiny 2 now um, with each other for the past three or four weeks we've played. And I made one line out because I always joke around. I'm a warlock and I do the force lightning. That's what it looks like. <laughs> and so one time we were playing and Chad said something about tried. And I was like, you shall try. And then we went in this like five minute tangent of like Star Wars quotes. And I was like, okay, <laughs> She's definitely <laughs> yes. a nerd. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah that sounds pretty legit. No try. Said, so. <laughs> <laughs> and every time I bust my super, I say absolute power, and I do it. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, excellent. Um, welcome to have you, and I'm glad you're here, uh, Meg. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, Me thank you, Meg. Uh, why don't you, here. why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us uh, why you're a nerd or uh, what makes you a nerd, what you're into. Hey guys. Hey guys, I'm Meg. Um, <laughs> Rose, I freaking adore you because you like took the words right out of my mouth. I suck at math. <laughs> I don't fit anywhere in sports. Like I have no hand-eye coordination, like whatsoever. I'm mo like nine times out of ten, I'm the one that gets hit by the dodgeball, the basketball, the volleyball. So, soul um, sister. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. Like I just click more with nerd stuff. Like I can hang around nerd people and like not be afraid to like say whatever and be judged for it like i can be awkward because i am awkward that's like all i'm made of so um i love lord of the rings i have the books i hate please nobody kill me for it but i have not finished the books i'm trying so hard please forgive me um <laughs> love harry potter okay. read all the books and finally got a couple people that are close to me to actually watch the movies um love video games i stole my little brother's like game boy color when he was little and we used to fight over it like fist fight um his freaking love like rpgs and like anything associated with it skyrim dragon age all that stuff i wish i could just get lost in that sometimes instead of being an adult i really do but no. <laughs> can't yeah. have everything we want enter <laughs> ready player one yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i think that's what 
how we all identify. We're all nerds, and we've all kind of grown up with this uh, this media, you know, like games, TV shows, comic books, movies, and how we all talk about like so and so would win in a fight between so and so. And we just I remember working at GameStop, <laughs> and we talk about like my friends would talk about Dragon Ball Z, and and we we hear we we've talked about Metal Gear Solid. I think the last three episodes, and I'm gonna bring up some of that in this episode. So um, it's just great for all of us to at least nerds to get together and it, it's almost like you don't even need to be all you need to do is just be a fan of movies and you could pretty much identify as a nerd and it's kind yeah. of kind of crazy how how mainstream nerd culture for lack of a better term is nowadays like growing yeah. up yeah, being a nerd was, changed was like a almost like a bad word like you didn't want to be called a nerd growing up <laughs> now it's almost like they yeah. got, the best tv show you know on cbs is big bang theory it's revolved around nerds and science which is great and I, and I love it so it's it's refreshing and wonderful to hear <clears throat> um other nerds talk about like what makes them nerds and it makes me all gooey inside and like, we don't have to hide in the shadows anymore. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We've been oppressed for too long. <laughs> we shall rule the world. So, yes. They do. They really do. Well, that being said, thank you, Rose and Meg, for introducing yourselves and for being on our show once again. Um, Ty, we're going to get into a little bit what we did this week. We'll just keep it short um, since we have uh, four people this week and not three. Um, Ty, what did you do anything new, different this week? Anything that you're doing that you want people to um, know about? Yeah, I'll just uh, briefly uh, just want to give a shout out to um, my good friend Zisu and his gallery uh, opening that I went to on Friday. Um, his gallery is called All Star Press in Chicago. It's um, its basic mission is to try to get uh, artwork to be accessible. You know, it, work there is—it's um, all beautifully curated, be- beautifully done, and hand screen printed, uh, typically, um, and it's all affordable too. So, uh, he his whole mission for opening up this gallery was to have art be accessible to the masses and he had an awesome opening on Friday um, it's really good work uh, I was able to go to that and there was also free beer so I got a little, a little <laughs> yeah um, uh, but it was a good time and uh, just wanted to for all for all of our listeners out there just give a um, if you're in the area definitely check out all-star press does he have a website or something if he wants to yeah, want to so or check can... it out? Uh, yeah, I think it is. I think it's actually just allstarpress.com. Um, but uh, okay, I'll I ha- could it'll be in the description. The... I'll leave it in the description yeah, to, to verify. Right. I could send you that uh, after the pop and Definitely. Just so we can have the link. But that's, that's mostly it. And then just playing more Monster Hunter because they released some uh some new content this week oh, so jealous awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i've dumped an obscene amount of hours into that into that game so um my addiction to it is is stronger than ever <laughs> <laughs> cool cool uh all right rosa what did you do anything nerdy this week to oh yeah like to share so- <laughs> <Something>. <laughs> okay so um first and foremost i went over to Universal Studios and went to the two Harry Potter <gasps> um, parts of the theme what? park. So that was the nerd highlight of my week is riding the Hogwarts <laughs> Express from one. one park to the other. And it was so cool because each way was a completely different experience on the train. So that was just phenomenal. But on top of that, the rides were fantastic. And they also had the whole section on Marvel and the superheroes and Spider-Man and everything else, the Hulk. So it was just awesome. That was the first part. And then apart from, of course, our Wednesday night Destiny uh, play, I've also resurrected my (laughs) Star Wars Online um, characters and created a new Sith because we we got to talking about the Force Lightning a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And that excited me. And so now I've got a Sith that is uh, level 38 or something like that. And I'm just having the time of my life 
sinking all my extra time into that. Yeah, it yes. felt kind of bad because you guys were both playing, you and Chad were both playing, and I hopped down like, hey, guys, like, oh, you're uh, playing Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> and then you guys did come over back over to Destiny 2, which I was very gracious and had a lot of fun, but I felt kind of bad. I was like, oh, I guess I'm the, <laughs> oh, the redheaded no. stepchild of this group tonight. There is and time I for both of you. <laughs> yeah. Let's go ahead and interrupt one game to start playing another one. I'm cool <laughs> with that. We're good. <laughs> uh, awesome. Um, Meg, so what did you do this week? Anything nerdy at all? Oh, Rosa, give me your life. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, I just like been trying to hammer away at Breath of the Wild. Like ever since yes. I got it, I've been, been like squeezing it in between like school and like yeah. sacrificing good for sure sleep. Yeah. And if I bring it to campus, it'll be the end of me. I'll, I'll end up dropping out of school. But um, <laughs> I got, I beat the second divine beast in the game. So I got um, Varudanya and I forget the salamander divine beast name but i'm on to the one in rito village That's and i got myself one. some I yeah everybody's been telling me yeah. that and i'm like well awesome but i got the armor for it the snow quail armor so i'm all like set up for that and i like went out to the gerudo valley to get like parts of their little um was that the glow in the dark skeleton armor just because nice. like i just looked it up and was like well i have to get this it glows in the dark <laughs> i don't care what it does um but it's just such a good game like as far as like the legend of zelda series like i just have to gush over this game because they really took it and just like breathed new life into it no pun intended but like (laughs) took it and made like free roaming like that of zelda like made it like zelda's trademark yeah yeah like climbing a mountainside like (laughs) climbing everything you're talking to a breath of the wild expert right here i think ty is oh my goodness I've, uh, I'm not about where you're at. I'm not that much further. I beat the, I beat the third one. That's where I'm at. Oh yeah, T- oh Ty, let me the pure white horse that's in there. I like snuck up on her, not realizing like what she was, and I was like, why, why, why can't I get on this girl's back and like she's she's mine? Like why can't I have her? And she just. <laughs> and I, was, like, I was like so close to like rage quitting, and then I like looked it up and found out like yeah, she's actually like a big deal, so I should probably like yeah. up my stamina mm-hmm. to be able to capture right. her. So. There's even like a little side mission involving her, I think. Yeah, it's like that old guy that really wants to see her or something like that. Man, that's, yep. that's awesome. Maybe next week you can join us. I think next week we're actually going to do a, a Breath of the Wild episode. With <gasps> of mine. So um, we can Be talk. So my heart. We can oh talk offline about that uh, and coordinate um, if you're so interested. Yeah. So, but anyways, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna move on. I me real quick since you're both Potterheads, it appears I actually. I've never watched any of the movies, never read any of the books. Not that, not that I didn't want to. I just never felt that connected to the character. But I have two children of my own, and I actually started mm-hmm. reading The Sorcerer's Stone to my kids at night before they go to bed. So we're on chapter Aww. three, um, and it's been fairly interesting because we're at the part where he's, on the, I guess, on an island, and then there's a knock at the door. So we're all like, oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, that's where we're at right now in the third chapter, and it's been great. My son has really been digging it, so that's that's as much much nerdiness I'm going to get into because I would like to get transitioned into the main topic. Um, which, so what made me think about this topic was I was playing. I've been playing a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn, and the, obviously the main ca- character is Aloy, who is a, a female, and she's a very strong character. She's awesome. The game is awesome. It's an amazing game. And I was like, man, there's been so many great, you know, female characters, heroes, whatever you want to call them, across all types of media, right? So that's what we're here to talk about it's our favorite our favorite female characters it doesn't even have to be main characters just all things heroines right so hence heroin addict so uh <laughs> rosa what uh when you when i brought this topic to your attention what uh character you know was first came to mind who do you want to bring up who do you want to discuss the very first character that comes to mind to me as soon as anybody says female heroine princess leia I mean, to me, she is just the epitome of everything that a heroine should be. She's got spunk. She's got the courage. She's got the heart. She's she's just everything put into one amazing character. And that I, I still remember watching Star Wars as a little kid for the first time and just going, holy cow, I want to be her. And when all my... Yeah. My sister, my little cousins, they were playing with their dolls and this and that, and, you know, baby in the carriage and all this stuff. I had a Millennium Falcon, 
And I was playing with Han Solo, Leia, and Chewie. Like, I wanted to be Princess Leia. So, yeah, that is the epitome of heroine as far as I'm concerned. Um, there are yeah, several others one. I could talk about, but oh, that yeah. would be the one. We're, good. we're winging it. We're going to go on and on until <laughs> our time, get our time limit, and then we'll go from there. That's what we're here. We're just here to talk. Have you have seen The Last stuff. Jedi? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, you have? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, talked I actually liked it. Okay. Have, have we all seen? Have we, have we all yes. seen last yes. 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 Okay. Yes. <laughs> what do you think about her flying? Okay, so that part was <laughs> that's not her fault. <laughs> that's not her. You know what? The funny thing is, you know, just to, we all know about Carrie Fisher's demise, right? So yeah. as yeah. she yeah. was blown out into space, I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's a you know kind of cool way to write off. Princess Leia, they might have added this into the movie, you yeah. know, whatever. And of yeah. course, these I are spoilers, but if somebody it. hasn't seen this by now, then I, I'm so sorry, but you're living under a rock. Um, yeah. So <laughs> when she comes back flying with her hand extended, I'm like, okay, we're really reaching here, you know, no pun intended. But <laughs> um, it, again, that was no fault of Leia's. The character is still badass. It was just like, what the yeah, heck were they thinking no, when they did that? That was, right? that was, yeah, it was seemed like a little. Exactly, it was kind of a bizarre sequence, but yeah, I I really thought that was going to be her exit. To be fair, me too. I thought so. Yeah, too. my emotions were yeah. high. My emotions were really high when that happened. And then when she started flying, I was like, oh, she's like toying okay. with your emotions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm Psych? like, okay, well, yeah. I'm glad she's back, but what in the holy hell are they doing? Yeah, yeah so, and how are they going to bring her back in the next movie? I have no idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Yeah. I love that that character and what she's meant. I mean, she's been that's you're talking what late seventies is when her character was introduced to us. So um, that's a long time to have uh, a main female icon, no hero. Um, but uh, so moving on, Meg, what comes to your mind when you think of female superheroes or female heroines? Oh, I have to go. I have to go with Beatrix Kiddo from Kill Bill. So nerdy side note. Nice. Oh, yeah, thanks. Nerdy side note, I did a project on her for the American Dream in a film class that I had in college. And I stretched it so far, I even came in with like a plastic samurai sword and was like, even trying to like act like her. Like I was like the biggest dork ever. But she just, oh my goodness, if you want to talk about somebody who, you know, first of all, like doesn't need to wear any makeup, but is the epitome of like masculine and feminine. And she just rocks it so well. And she takes like everything that was ever like done bad against her and just flips it on its head and it's the goriest most glorious thing ever like she just tears a warpath through this whole line of assassins that she worked with and just makes them look like fools like and then she of course she gets her kid back but you know happy ending so that's cool (laughs) but faces off against like her worst enemy and also happens to be like her lover which is bill which i can't even imagine for her character was like such a hard thing to do but sword skills all that training. She had a really cool sensei up on a mountaintop that was like really mean, but fed her rice and took care of her. Maya was my um, favorite character. <laughs> yeah. I loved her in that movie. <laughs> to play like, that girl's Bill's- eyebrow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When they had that showdown in the, oh, was, like, God, yeah. such a close little hallway, like how's she going to, and then she just steps on the eyeball and I'm like, that's, that's amazing. Like in her bare feet, like, and then she pulls herself out of a coma, like, I don't know how much more like tenacious you can get than that, but yeah, I love her. I wish I could be her. <laughs> yeah, that movie definitely. So it had, I felt like it had a lot of cliches, but it was done so well by Tarantino. Oh like, yeah, it, it made you kind it was of look like, past all those. It, well, yeah. it's, it was like it's shamelessly kind of cheesy. I loved it. <laughs> Fantastically <Yeah>. so. <laughs> I mean, there's there's plenty of uh, I think. Um, reverence to previous material i mean you know her yellow jumpsuit is yeah very much inspired by bruce lee um which is that movie unfortunately that movie was incomplete when it came out but uh yeah i wish like and just like that homage to like really old cheesy like kung fu movies with like yes ridiculously like over the top motions and like he's standing on her sword and who does that Mm -hmm. back flips off it long hair even Mm -hmm. the outfits like yeah, Pai Mei. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, actually a uh, he's an old school. Um, Gordon Liu is his name. He's an old school uh, kung fu guy. He's in a lot. He's one of those guys that's in over like fifty movies. Oh, okay, and, I know, didn't know that. Yeah, because just I knew, keep uh... turning. Well, in Hong Kong at that time, they just turn them out. Probably they make one every week. You know. Yeah. 
I knew uh, uh, what's his face that played Hattori Hanzo was like a, a veteran star. He was cool as hell too. I love yes. him. Yes, yes. Um, God, name, but th- yeah, uh, <laughs> that's the one good thing about Tarantino is he's he does uh, have a lot of reverence for a lot of that um, source material. Oh yeah, he like and, brings uh, back from the past. Yeah, yeah, and he has them as prominent characters in his in his movie. Cool. Sonny Chiba, that's who it was. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Like something cool sounding. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a great, that was, that's a great uh, character to bring up. Um, I think all of us, man, that was such a amazing two movies and just everything paid off so well. I just love that, yeah. that crazy bloody fight scene at the end of the first one was just <laughs> so nuts. It was just great when she's like yeah. dancing and cutting people's legs off. I was like, what the hell is going on? Um, <laughs> All right, but anyways, uh, Ty, do you uh, do you have a character that comes to mind that you might want to bring up? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think um, for me, uh, it's got to be Samus uh, Aran from Metroid. Um, nice. I uh, yeah, I mean, I at the time, I you know, you're playing at this game as this character in the original NES Metroid, and it's bad. Shoot your crush, you can hit it. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing about it. It's, it's, it's uh, you're, you're, you think you're playing as this um, mass, whatever, a mass, a male character in this yeah. uh, exosuit and fighting aliens, and then once you find out um, you're playing as a, a female the entire time, you're just like, oh. But, <laughs> but but at the same time, it's 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 revelatory, but. Um, it just it feels right too, and um, her character ex- has expanded so much more in uh, the Super Nintendo game Super Metroid, which is still one of my one of my all time favorite games. <laughs> yeah, that, she's just iconic at this point, you know. Yeah, that was like one of those. I mean, at the time, I so nerd car can be pulled here. Never got into Metroid. Never really played it. Um, when I was a kid though, I remember my friends playing it and it was kind of like just groundbreaking that, um, the, you didn't know, like when you're playing the original Metroid, you had no idea you were right. playing as a girl. And then that kind of spoiler at the end where you're just like, holy crap, like this is, so it was very, very groundbreaking because before that we really didn't have very strong female characters, female heroes in video games. But I think before Samus, right? It was always, yeah, for lack of a better term, princess in yeah. the castle. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she, she totally changed the narrative on that. Exactly. Yeah. She's no one, no one to be saved. That's for. Yeah. Um, well, I kind of want to add one that I've, I think someone else, I saw it in an article they were talking about. Um, but the one that just, that really strikes home for me or that I, that I have very fond memories of was Ellen Ripley from Alien and Aliens and, Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good yeah. one. That's a that really good one. <laughs> yeah. Think about it. Like, the first What's Alien was, either? what, 79? I was born in 83. So, the first, I, I saw these a little bit when I was a little bit older. I was probably like, probably a little bit too young to see these movies, but my parents let me watch them. <laughs> I was like, it's probably seven or eight when I saw these, both of these originals. And, um, you rebel. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, couldn't watch the sex scenes, though. That was, you know, couldn't watch those, but I could watch people getting dismembered and chopped up and, and whatnot. But, yeah. Um, I think that's Americans in general, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Priorities, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay, you know, like, can't watch the thing that's natural, but you can watch the thing that's completely wrong in society. So, <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, so growing up as a kid, um, so most movies where I, I saw were, you know, Bruce Lee, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, strong male character in these casts. And then all of a sudden I come across alien and aliens and main characters is this strong woman, um, that's fighting against this horrid beast of a monster you know, on a different planet. And then she's, it's just, she's so badass in this movie. Like, um, when she like has that flamethrower and she's holding newt in her arms and she's like, shooting yeah. her and she's like screaming at her. It's just, man, it's just, it's, it's so emotional and it's just, I remember so much of it and it was so amazing that, um, at that time it was in the eighties, like what other in the eighties, what other strong female characters, you know, were like that in a James Cameron movie of all, you know, like it's, uh, it was a big box office movie. I'm not sure about the first one. I know the, the second one was a huge draw and it was spent a lot of money. There was a lot of hype around it. So for them to mm-hmm. take their chance on a, on a, another female lead was, I'm um, pretty groundbreaking at the time. I don't know. What are your thoughts? 
Yeah, well, Sigourney Weaver is awesome. <laughs> I mean, she's mm-hmm. she sells yeah. she sells yeah. it so so well. I mean, she's just very strong and beautiful, but um, just the gravitas she has in her her acting and the way she is. I mean, I still like her. You know, I think what she was in Avatar, she was pretty solid. Yeah, um, she's just good, <laughs> and it's just great that she she was recognized and perfectly cast for for that role. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that to me when I think of female heroes, that immediately is my first thought. Um, um, Rosa, do you have another one you might want to? Fortunately, yeah. yeah, they keep that dragon on. So I'm sorry to interrupt. What's that? <laughs> yeah, the series after Alien, like oh yeah, <laughs> Alien Resurrection, and um, well, you know, you got to make the money, right? Yeah, yeah of course. It's true. That that is true. Uh, the other ones don't don't count to me. One and two, that's it. The other ones don't <laughs> One exist. Two, yes. yeah. Agreed. Um, Agreed. It's not Sigourney's fault that those movies. Oh, definitely. <laughs> um, Rosa, you got any others you wanted to contribute to? Yeah, it's funny because Ellen Ripley was one of the ones that was also in my mind as I was going through kind of movies and books and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that led me to another um, James Cameron heroine, Sarah Connor. Yes. Oh, yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. she is. That one is the epitome of yeah. badass to me. She's yeah. you know, biceps of steel, yeah. too. Oh my God. Right? right? I was afraid of her, man. <laughs> <first, laughs> right. yeah, yeah, first of all, I would kill for her guns. Right? Yeah. Oh <laughs> Considering that I suck at sports, I will never have her guns, <laughs> but I would kill for her guns. Um, but most importantly, uh, yeah, she was just incredible, right? To, to single-handedly say, you know what, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to kick some ass. Uh, some Terminator ass, you know, she was just um, <laughs> unbelievable. And, and probably I'd have to say in keeping with the alien franchise, uh, Terminator one and two, I loved by Terminator three, it was getting a little ridiculous, but, yeah. um, but just Sarah Connor in, in general, I think is everybody's hero. Yeah. Yeah. One of the toughest <laughs> women, humans, just anything. You Did know, you watch the TV show? I never watched the TV show. I heard it was actually pretty good. The Sarah Connor you know Chronicles or something? I didn't. I've heard of it and I've kind of I'm I'm on the fence because I like the movie so much and the and the movie's got a little ridiculous later that I kept thinking, do I really want to watch this TV show? Or is it kind of mm-hmm. ruining it for me? So I don't know. But I have heard it's pretty good. Yeah. So maybe I'll Yeah. You know, uh Linda Hamilton to me really owns that character. Um, especially with that body transformation she does from the first to second movie and just seeing that just the, her physical prowess yeah she was um, like the pretty damsel in distress kind of in the first one and then in the second one she yeah. was like i'm this badass don't fuck with me <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah by judgment day she's like all right i'm coming after you yeah, <laughs> yeah. she goes after miles dyson oh my god that was, that's, that's... she's been eating her wheaties <laughs> <laughs> absolutely brilliant yeah, she... Yeah, that Miles Dyson scene when she's like crying, she can't kill him, and she's like, "Like you kill everyone." It's just such an intense scene. Like man, her that whole character, man, that's such a good. I'm so glad you brought her up because I was thinking of her too. That was such a great character and just performance um, in that movie, in both movies actually. The fact that she couldn't kill Miles Dyson that actually showed her humanity, which makes her that much more of a better heroine, as far as I'm Mm -hmm. concerned. At that point, which is like, I I really can't bring myself to do this, you know, and. Uh, yeah it just because a heroine should have the full picture right to me yeah and and she had that she was a mother a badass a person with feelings you know she she had it all so yeah i I think i could talk a whole another hour about her character alone (laughs) 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 the things that she did in the first two movies mostly in the second one but um, Do you think she was miscast in the other films? Because who played as her in the... Well, what's Cal- her name from Game of Thrones? Amelia Clark. Khaleesi was in the latest one. Yeah, I don't know. I don't uh, see it. I yeah. didn't see the movie, but I, I can't... Linda Hamilton, for me, she's the one. I can't... No, Daenerys... I can't, yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. I don't think I could. Yeah. <laughs> I think I fell asleep. I watched, like, the first half of it. Like, it's all <laughs> well, yeah, I said everything. So, um, no offense to the Khaleesi, but no. No, yeah, she's she's got a role out there. She's she's good with that. <laughs> she needs dragons. Yeah. yeah, she needs yeah. dragons. She yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so Meg, who else you got? 
I got okay. This is going out on like a indie kind of limb, but Bring there's it. this comic series that I've been obsessed with, and I'm dying for the third volume to come out. It's called Monstrous, right? So the main character is called Micah Half Wolf. She literally descends from a wolf god. Um, from birth, she had like this demon god, if you will, like put into her and doesn't realize it until later on. And basically she's, she's just got the worst luck ever. She's, she's thrown into a civil war. She's betrayed by her best friend. She basically has to be a fugitive and run from like all these ancient clans of like half angel watchmen and other races that want her dead. And she just goes on like another, I just have this soft spot for people like girls with trauma that just like go on war paths. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and she just like, she just cleaves this path for herself to like find out like what the hell is going on. Like, why is this thing in me? And it needs to feed. So it feeds off of flesh of like anything. So you can't trust her but she'll fall asleep and this thing will wake up and basically try to take her over and she fights back. So she's fighting an ancient God. And this thing looks like the homunculi out of full metal alchemist. It's just the coolest thing. And she ends up bonding with it, but she's just like tenacious. She's so hardy and she's kind of like Sarah Connor. Like she doesn't really depend on anybody and she's got a lot of hell chasing after her. And she just kind of, makes do with what she has and somehow manages to like make friends that help her out. And she takes a hold of this demon God and basically says like, look, like you're my bitch now. Like nice. you're my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and like, she loses an arm, but you know, I mean, she's still, she's still gorgeous in the comic book and still is a badass. So if you have the chance, go to a bookstore and get those comics. I promise you, you will not regret it. What is it called? Just monstrous. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I want to check that out. Yeah. So good. Okay, awesome. Taking notes. Yeah. yeah. I'll put that in. Uh, I'll put a link or something. Yeah. In the that sounds really, really interesting. Um, Ty, yeah. Ty, uh, who else do you want to add to this awesome list that we got going so far? Uh, well, I guess I wanted to kind of pose a question to you guys. Um, okay. Do you, do you, what do you think on the progress of, of I guess, female characters and heroine uh, characters within the industry? Because, I mean, you know, I've, I'm a 90s kid, but I feel as though there, obviously there's a lot more progress to be made. But um, as far as representation, I think there's been some strides. Mm. Uh, but I don't know. What, I don't know if you guys kind of feel yeah, the like- same way. Oh, that's a good question. Like, what do you how, what do you all think as from a woman's point of view? Because we haven't had any women on our show because we're a bunch of sexist pigs. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you all Sausage think? Part. Yeah. <laughs> what do you all think about the progress? Like, we talked about like I was joking around like we had a Me Too episode with three people. Uh, it was kind of a joke, but we actually were talking about like the moment. It's this watershed moment that's going on, and so we're interested from um, a woman's point of view. Like, what? How do you all see about it? About the progress that's been made and what's going on with the industry now? You want to go Rosa? Or... I'm thinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's, a, that's a loaded question. I got to think about that one. Um, yeah, come back to me. Hey, okay. Uh, well, I mean, there definitely seems to be a lot of a lot more representation as far as di- I think di- female directors and uh, content, yeah. which I think is is. Good. I could say yes. I mean, there has been. So I, I do see that there's more representation. Like recently I saw a movie was Reese Witherspoon. I forgot the name. I think it was into the wild something. I don't, I don't know. She goes on a hike or something. And, and um, it was a a script written by women, directed by women. The lead characters are women. She's pretty tough cookie in the movie. It was kind of a nice to see. Um, It was, it, it was very entertaining and I enjoyed it. That said, I don't see that the progress is really where it should be. Like there's still, in my opinion, most of the women cast in movies are still kind of a little bit weak. She's one of the few where I saw she didn't need to be rescued. She didn't need to go crying to some guy and go, oh, I'm not strong enough or, you know, please help me. I'm a damsel in distress or, 
you know, I don't have any money. I need you to rescue me, whatever the case may be. You know? um, there's still a lot of that out there. That said, I don't want to say, oh, wow, you know, we need to be this group of badass people. It's more than anything. I just think of, as long as the stories are real, they're kind of like this one where women are portrayed as capable individuals instead of weak i'm cool with it you don't have to be a superhero you don't have to be ellen ripley or sarah connor or, you know mm -hmm. whoever just yeah make us real make us human you know we're yeah. not have you seen ladybird no. i have not not yet no i would recommend you guys see that so i saw good. the trailer for it it looked really good it did, it did. sorry no, no, I mean, no it's okay. It's okay. Like, so, that's a good question because I mean, from our perspective, like, like I was telling Ty and our friend Brandon last week, growing up as a kid, you know, it was predominantly all white cast. The male was, um, the you know, the superhero and got paid more money than the woman did. And there was also all yeah. these things going on in the background that obviously we didn't know about, like the whole Harvey Weinstein thing and um, yeah. things like that. Which, so Captain my perspective of of in the now, um, as a male, I'm I'm. I'm kind of glad that that stuff has come to the forefront, right? That women have the courage now to speak up and say these things and not have to worry about their careers being affected. Like what happened to what Mira Sorvino said that she was basically blackballed because of what she refused Harvey Weinstein. So like all these things are happening that women are empowered where they can say these things and not, not feel the ramifications of, you know, a man in power. And I think that's a good step mm -hmm. in the right direction. I think Absolutely. the next step with like, um, uh, what's her name? Um, what Mark Wahlberg and the other, I can't remember her name, um, was about, they did reshoots and Mark Wahlberg got like millions of dollars and the woman just did it for free. And then Mark, it was a Marky Mark. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but it was brought to the light and everyone heard about it. So I feel like yeah. there is progression, but I'm like with you, Rosa, that there are, it's, we're not there yet. I feel like, um, there's a lot of room to be made. And as far as women being represented, being compensated fairly and, uh, not just entertainment, yeah. but just in general. Yeah. So the, that you do bring up a good point there, Pete. And that, it, okay. So Marky Mark, right. The guy is a huge box mm -hmm. office draw. He's a huge star. I can't even remember the name of the girl that did the reach. <laughs> yeah. Time. I don't know. I can't, I was just so, like racking my, right. Yeah, I was racking my brain as you're saying that because I remember hearing the story, right? But I'm going, was this because she was a girl, a woman, or was this yeah. because he's the bigger star? So if yeah. it had been the other way around, if Jennifer Aniston is getting millions of dollars for reshoots and some no-name guy didn't get paid, well, was it because, you know, she's a woman or he's a guy or is it because she's the bigger box office draw at the end of the day? Sure. I don't think yeah. it should. And that's where, that's where I kind of say, you know, we may progress but sometimes in the name of progress we try to nitpick things a little bit too much because a star is a star and if you really want true equality then it doesn't matter whether it was marky mark or jennifer Aniston. it just matters who the hell is getting paid the money to bring the people into the theater those are yeah. the ones that are going to get that's the a, recognition yeah. and the top bill that's a great yeah. male or female I like that. Yeah, I'm, I definitely agree with you on that. That's a great point. Kind of reminds me of the women's soccer and men's soccer. I know we're not really athletes here. I'm a huge sports guy. I think ties too. The women were complaining about the wages they were getting or paid versus what the men were getting, even though the women were having more success. But the thing is, kind of dumbed down, the men were probably bringing in more money, even though they weren't as more as successful as the women's team. So mm -hmm. who deserves to get that money? You know, kind of. Yeah. So exactly. Um, exactly. So I mean, at the end of the day, it's just progress in the name of progress but yeah it's it's a yeah, it's a tough subject it's a tough <laughs> tough area but i mean i think me personally i think we've the last year alone has definitely made good progress the progress that needs to be made like the whole harvey weinstein stuff was just awful and terrible and just should not be anywhere in our society so i think that's a good thing now we can go into a little bit further i think we're trying to we're starting to what i call when we start diving off into the deep end and then we're going <laughs> further and further away um kind of bring us back a little bit um um since we're kind of coming up on an hour here i don't want to go too much longer um i kind of bring us down the home stretch here for uh i call it the home stretch kind of give us our final thoughts on our topic how do you all feel about that uh i feel like so if we're following the trend of like movies and things like that. I have to agree with Rosa. Like we definitely, <laughs> sometimes it feels like we're crawling towards like something we really want. Um, I will say that I kind of 
feel like a lot of female characters nowadays are more shameless, which is to me, I think is fantastic. Like there's more mm-hmm. like you look at, okay. Like animated movies, like old Disney. Just like men. Oh yeah. Like we could be <laughs> raunchy and, and gross. And yeah. All of that. So, like, you look at tank girl and she's like, not at all. What you think like a female character would seem like, but that's a great but movie anyway, too. That was a great that's cult <laughs> character. That's, that's a cult one. Yeah. But cult like, one. You look at old Disney movies and Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, what are they all? They're all like damsels in distress. Like they need Mm -hmm. rescuing. They're so pretty and singy and like hit all the right notes (laughs) and they got, you know, animal friends and all the stuff. And then you fast forward (laughs) to say like, (laughs) you fast forward to like Moana. She's got an animal friend. He's he's a little bit of a a chucklehead, but I mean, like she's out on an open sea on her own, like being a fool, like I usually do. She's ballsy and she's, going after demigod and all this stuff. I think they're trying really hard with the movies. I think the movie genre in general is the hardest one to make progress in because a lot of times it involves real people. Whereas, you know, like a comic or a book or something, we can just write up whoever and however we want and they can behave how we want them to. But in a movie, you got all this pressure from the media and the public and they're like, well, we want to see you take this book and make it look like this. So it's pleasing to the mass, you know, mass public so you got Hermione Granger's a really smart little girl but yet Harry is still the main character and he's still braver and has more skill even though she's like a genius you know but in the books it's they almost seem like they're like neck and neck as far as like who has prominence Mm. but still all the same like in the movie like I said like the genre you got this struggle going on with females where it's we're just we're kind of scraping more so than in like books or video games or something that's a creative outlet that people can just literally give birth to a female however they want, you know? So hmm. that's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. I totally see that. I, I think a lot of that has to do with just all the people at the top, the executives. And yeah. Mm-hmm. There's still not enough. <laughs> representation and diversity in those roles um the people that are putting the media in front of us and i you know definitely want to see more uh diversity in those in those you mean some because i don't think there is any no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) um yeah well yeah so that's um that's all great points and all great topics so uh I'm going to bring us bring us home. Um, we're going to finish up here. I'm going to let you all have your final say on the topic of heroines. And I guess we kind of transitioned to the Me Too mo- moment, movement as well. So, uh, Rosa, what are your closing thoughts on today's topic and the show? Well, I'd like to kind of piggyback on what Meg said about Hermione Granger, you know, bringing it back to Potter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I personally think that Harry would be lost without Hermione. And I think in the books, you're absolutely right. They really make it to where, you know, Hermione is the brains behind that operation. She's also super brave. She's, she's really the one that gets the trio as they call them. Right. She's the one that gets the trio where they need to be. She's the one that ultimately made the three of them heroes. Um, Mm -hmm. But it wasn't just her, because if you look, even Mrs. Weasley, Right, who was kind of oh sitting there goodness. in the background? You know, she was like that mom baking cookies. <laughs> Best mom ever. Right, and she's like, oh, everybody goes to the Weasleys' house for milk and cookies, and their hand knitted sweaters and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, when there's a big battle, and I, I can't really say too much because you're reading the books now, but it's okay. It's this it's, woman. It's all right. <laughs> this woman is a freaking badass. I'll just leave it at that. Um, and I think, in general, that the both the evil women and the heroines in that in that story were phenomenal. And the same is true for Lord of the Rings. There was some outstanding female characters there, like Eowyn and and the uh, elf. Oh my god, the Tyler, I just forgot her name, but Galadriel. There, yeah, <laughs> I got there you, don't worry. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the story goes on and on and on. And every single one, I think we do have characters that stand out, whether it's movies, books, real life, me too, whatever it is. There they're out there and, and they're all getting their day in the sun now. So it's good. Or I should say we're all getting our day in the sun, even though I don't think I'm much of a heroine, but Hey, I'm a woman. So <laughs> don't sell yourself <laughs> short, Rosa. You are a hero. That's it. That's it. You're my hero. At least in Star Wars. Oh, right. 
um, yeah, so I think uh, last year and everything kind of, um, I think made a lot of us think and realize uh, about the inequalities. Like, I, like I said, growing up as a kid, I never thought about these things. Even up into my early 20s, I just wanted to go see a movie, and I didn't really care how it got made. I don't care if someone was oppressed. I don't care if someone got stepped on or their career was ruined. I just wanted to see a good movie. But as yeah. I've grown and, you know, as, as Brandon called it, woken, uh, you know, kind of <laughs> realizing, you know, like, man, there there is a lot of bad things that have gone on, and things that we do need to change and um i i think last year was a great year for as far as the women's movement and being you know fairly portrayed or being the way they treated mostly the harvey weinstein is what really bothered me the most i think um because i already felt like how you felt rosa about it, who whoever brings in the most money should get paid that money regardless of what their sex is for a movie or a tv show or a sporting event um <clears throat> and i was kind of with you on that but as far as using a woman for you know sexual favors in order to in in order to um stomp on their career and things like that that's just awful and that should not be part of any industry whatsoever so i'm happy that kind of came to fruition and he's been put in his place and uh doing what he needs to do as far yeah, as cast him into the fire just yeah. cast him into the fire oh yeah 100 percent agree to that um <laughs> And I don't want to, so I don't want to go too too much further. I kind of want to bring bring the show down to its end. But so then you also had the things that I felt like with uh, Aziz Ansari and the article that came out about him was basically, uh, I guess he was a little bit too pushy on this date. And the woman, this article came out and said that he was very pushy with her with sexual um, interest, and they ended up doing some sexual things. And this article came out about it, trying to paint him in a really bad light. Now I don't know, I wasn't there, but then I feel like that's very different and the problem is the media is encompassing everything into one and that was a discussion that we had where um is sexual assault the same thing as sexual harassment and i kind of feel like it's very different between the two um and i was mm-hmm. i'm kind of worried about there's that slippery slope where you you can't encompass everything into one thing with with the me too movement and that was the only only kind of hesitancy i had about the whole thing but other than that i'm very happy with the movement that's been going on um and that's kind of like how I feel, but I'm really glad yeah, to have definitely. you all in here, have your, your, your points of view, <laughs> because outside of my wife, I really don't talk to very many women about their points of view about the Me Too movement, especially about video games. My wife doesn't really play video games, so <laughs> she played World of <laughs> Warcraft like a long time ago. That was about the extent of it, so. It's never too early to get her to start again. I try. <laughs> that's right. I try. It's never too late. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, Ty, do you want to bring us home with your final thoughts? Um. Uh, my thoughts are, uh, yeah, I'm just glad too about all the progress that's happened, and uh, and just in general, I want to see just more three dimensional characters, and hopefully, you know, female characters. I think there uh, have been some good movies, um, even last year or this year. Uh, I would recommend Lady Bird. Uh, Okja also has a really awesome uh, little girl in that movie, um, but. Uh, I could use more, you know. Um, so many white hero dudes I can take <laughs> in, <laughs> in media. So, uh, so uh, yeah, I'm all about it. It's, it's a woman's world. We're just living in it <laughs> right now. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, with that being said, um, I'd like to thank you all once again, Meg and Rosa, for coming on. I know it's probably... Yes, I have no idea what went through your mind when I offered you to be on our... Um, great and wonderful, super popular podcast. So um, I really <laughs> thankful and appreciate you coming on, and hope you all would like to come back and talk about other things not revolved around your sex. So, <laughs> there you go. Thanks for having us. No problem. Yeah, thank you. So thank you all, and hope to talk to you soon. All right. Hey everyone, we just want to thank you for listening and really hope you are enjoying the gun as much as we enjoy putting it together. Be sure to check out thegrownupnerd.com or follow us on Twitter at thegrownupnerd with a zero instead of an O. Ty can be found at at Ty Din and I'm at the gun underscore Peter. Be sure to subscribe to The Grown Up Nerd on iTunes, Google Play Music, and SoundCloud.